hi, and welcome back to Chaco Disaster. I'm Chorpsaway. And I'm Future Friends. Future Friend? I thought you were stuck in a North Korean prison. Ah, uh, you know me. I get out very quick in these kind of sticky situations. Oh, well, that's good to hear, because unfortunately, Jordan uh, cannot join us for this show or the next season of shows. Oh, no. Turns out that he actually became the anime ambassador to Spain. Which is weird, because I don't think he can speak Spanish, but, I mean, good honor for getting that job. Chorps. Anime yes. is Ill punishable by death in Spain. I'm sorry, Wait, I take oh, Jordan's no. loss. I think he's gone. I'm so sorry, Chorps. I, I didn't know the anime Inquisition was after Jordan this whole time. No! You don't know it, buddy. Oh, we'll have to work to get him back. Hopefully he can survive the season, because I think after that his, uh, his turn runs out. Well, whatever. Yeah. He knew Anyways. what he went up to when he was watching anime. He knew the risk. <laughs> oh, and we know the risks, because today we're going to do the preview episode for the spring 2016 season of anime. Oh boy. Oh boy, it looks it looks like a, actually a pretty good season. I was shocked at how many shows I was like, oh, I could watch this with my eyeballs. Uh I have got a lot of shows on my list, but, um, as always, I expect to drop a lot. Like, I expect anime to turn bad at any point. Like, you think it's all cutesy and good, and then you, like, look at it and you notice it's just an ugly, misshapen rabbit beast. Ew. That's my anime opinions on the season. Oh, thank <laughs> you for watching the preview episode, everyone. <laughs> Before... We, uh, before we talk about that, though, we've got several news to talk about. Alright. Tell me about the news. First up, this was actually pretty recent. Apparently, um, a open source software used by, like, uh, Studio Ghibli is going free. Mm -hmm. Uh, by, uh, it'll probably be out by the time this comes out, but March 26th. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Because I feel like that's one of those things that especially doesn't get released as, like, production animation software, just in general. Like, there's there's all the, like, general art stuff that you can do in, like, your, your photoshops, your premieres, the storyboarding kind of stuff. But nothing that really explicitly comes out of Japan seems to, like, make it over. So I thought that was a neat thing. I mean, I just thought it was funny finding out that, like... The fucking program that Ghibli Studio uses, like, one of the most beautiful fucking animated shows. It's called Toons, with a Z at the end. <laughs> yeah, Toons. That's it, really cool. And also the fact that apparently also Futurama uses it. Well, yeah, of course. I think, like, a lot of, like, American cartoons are just, like, animated in Korea, right? And they probably use a lot of tools from Japan. Oh, that sounds about right. Apparently, it also includes, like, uh, like 3D abilities, like AI technology and stuff, and all kinds of different, like, post effects. So it's like, oh, it no. is it is everything that you could possibly do with animation. You think, think about it, like, if at one point, like, this is the program that finally rebels against us, and it's called Toons. We're gonna be cowering <laughs> in fear 15 years from now about a program called Toons. It'll execute us all, not Dread Toons. <laughs> in other general news, um, 
apparently there's a, there's been a man in Japan who has been prank calling the police pretending to be Lupin the Third, like hundreds of times. Like uh, in February, uh, the first two weeks of February, he called two hundred and fifty times the police pretending to be Lupin and just like making fun of the police. I'm sorry, that was me, Chorps. Oh, what? <laughs> That's right. I call him and just ask, Is your refrigerator running? Because I stole it! And then I started playing... And then I started playing the loop in the turk team and just hung up. Cool, a week later that guy got arrested. <laughs> 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 and his, like, final... His final response was like, Oh, there are lots of things I wanted to say to the cops, but I think I badmouthed them too much. Yeah, <laughs> he, he ended up getting traced back and now he's been arrested I oh, thought that man. was cool I wonder like how long he used to spend in jail considering Japan's criminal system like is he is he gonna be in there for like six fucking years for the crime of prank calling cause like uh, someone who leaked a Shonen Jump magazine early I think got two or three years yeah holy shit so I I could not imagine how much two hundred and fifty prank calls would get you. Oh, that man's gonna be hanged by dawn. Oh no! The moment like this, corpse and just the last breath, you just hear loop in the turds. <laughs> Great. Uh, Interesting thing is, this season has actually also had a lot of um, crowdfunding sort of news. Uh, first off being that um, a anime for this coming spring season started a, um, a, a Kickstarter, or not Kickstarter, but like a crowdfunding campaign on a, it seems like it's a website specifically for like investors to give money to uh, like various productions. Oh, so it's kind of like how the fake works? Kind of. Uh, so it's it's Mayoiga, which we'll talk about later, but they opened a campaign, because this is original series, um, to get uh, additional funding for the production of the anime, looking for about 3 million yen, which is about $30,000. All right. So I just thought that was a really interesting thing. They They set it up for two months, which goes into the next season of anime from when it started, mm -hmm. which is about the end of February. So I don't know how their the money system for that works, but apparently they have enough money to get through, like, the first half, and this is all to help make sure the second half goes smoothly or something. I just thought that was really interesting. I'd never seen, like, a, you know, a to-be-running anime take this sort of approach to getting uh, funds. This seems like a fucking huge gamble. Yeah, I mean, I assume that they would have done they would have done the thing the anime anyways, but this is just kind of like we want to make sure that the production is good through the whole thing and we have, you know, the money to continue. Well, it just kind of sounds like they're fucking already thinking, man, the first season's going to be so great. How can they not give us money? Yeah, it's a huge gamble because the show hasn't even come out and like the preview for it doesn't actually show any real animation to it. But it reached its goal, and in fact, is now at like 4.5 million yen as of now, with another month to go or so. Oh, thank god, if it didn't reach its goals, they would just like, fucking film the voice actors just reading out the script and that's it. 
it would have been another Evangelion ending, where it's just a bunch of stills. Uh, I mean, it's it's nice that that, that sort of thing exists, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a way to get additional funds, I guess, and it's just like, I, I'm glad that there's something specifically for, like, uh, Japanese production studios to get, like, additional investors. Because looking through the other stuff they have, it's definitely a lot, like, higher, like, concept sort of stuff than just an average Kickstarter. So, huh. Well, I mean... This is interesting. The bigger problem is that you're still... If you're looking for investors instead of, you know, just crowdfunding IK, the, like, regular Kickstarter deal, you're still gonna have to answer to them eventually, and, like, if it doesn't work out money-wise after the whole, like, uh, Kickstarter thing, you're gonna be fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But hopefully everything turns out on that end. Then, a couple other things. Uh, these are specifically for uh, new dubs of anime. Mm-hmm. First, Funimation put one out for um, the show Escaflone, which, pretty big, already had a dub, but apparently Funimation like acquired the rights to the extended version or whatever that has like deleted scenes and stuff, and so they want to redub the whole thing. All right. And they reached that goal pretty quick. But it seemed weird that Funimation, of all companies, would require additional funding to, like, dub a thing. Especially something as, like, old and reasonably well-regarded as something like Escaflone. I mean, I don't think it's that they're required to do it. I think they just saw it as, like, a cost-cutting thing that wouldn't cost them too much bad PR. I guess so, because they if they didn't reach it, they were going to just release the director's cut with the subtitles only. So I guess it wouldn't have been such a huge gamble for them. Mm-hmm. But they reached that one pretty fast. Uh, not unsurprising. But uh, then there was another one that's for um, a show called Skip Beat that's going through a different uh, a different production company. And if it doesn't get its dub, it literally won't get released in America at all. Because apparently the uh, the rights holders for that TV Tokyo absolutely will not uh, release a DVD set without a dub in America because they feel like people would not be interested in a uh, subtitles only release. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like, have you ever seen fucking American anime? Watch your Sir Yuch, Weeaboos. In fact, don't <laughs> man, I don't get- know, but that—that's the—that's what they say. Uh, the dub is a requirement for the release in order to reach the largest possible audience. Like, come on, <laughs> have they never seen the Eternal Substar versus Dubs discussion? <laughs> man, I don't know, but um. The, they originally had this on Indiegogo where it was doing pretty poorly. And that might be part because they did, um, what's it called? The, uh, flexible funding. Because if they got close enough, they'd probably still go through with it anyways. Well, it's also, it's also that Indiegogo kind of like isn't as trusted as something like Kickstarter. Yeah, and... I feel like Kickstarter has a much stronger reputation just for being more popular. Well, and that, it, like, kind of, it has, like, a, a longer existence. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and also, like, kind of look at Indiegogo. Like, if I didn't know there were some good projects on there, I would probably think that site is a scam. Like, everything about its UI just screams scam to me. 
and flexible funding is always kind of a weird thing because at what yeah. at what point will you still continue the production of this thing and where will you just have lost a whole bunch of money that some people have now yeah but since this skip beat uh release got on kickstarter it's already reached like more than a third of its goal over four days which it it hadn't even reached like you know a tenth of its goal after like two weeks on indiegogo Mm -hmm. apparently a lot of fans were like uh actually we'd prefer kickstarter and then they moved it and apparently that's worked well for them yeah although i will say one thing like kickstarter is kinda unfriendly to like europeans because you can only have credit cards Oh, does it not? Does it only take credit card? I wasn't yeah, it, sure. It doesn't have a PayPal option, and like which Indiegogo does. Yeah, and I don't know about the rest of Europe, but I do know around here in the Benelux, credit cards aren't that popular. Huh. That's so interesting. That's a huh? little Europe fact for you. Oh well, now we know more about Europe. Thank God. So anyway, see y'all next episode for Chaco Assess the Prime Anime Slash Europe podcast. Great. Um, let's see. Anything else exciting happening? Oh, um, Amazon Japan is starting to ship games overseas. Mm-hmm. They've officially made it so that at least video games and consoles can be shipped overseas with the additional funding. Not anything else. So it doesn't quite cater to, like, fans who want to get Blu-rays or manga or anything. But I thought that was just an interesting uh movement, I guess, probably just because of how popular, like, those sorts of, like, third-party websites are for getting games. Yeah. Like your, like your uh, PlayAsias and such. So now you can just get it straight from Amazon and not have to worry about going through that and the ex- additional costs that come from that. Which is pretty nice, honestly, I think. I wonder if, if this is popular enough if they'll open it up to, like, people who want to buy manga or light novels or whatever. Because I feel like that's a reasonably sized audience of people that they could get for that. Oh, they're just going to buy a bunch of porn shorts. Don't dance around it. Well, yeah, but imagine <laughs> the money that they could get for it is what I'm getting at. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Amazon, um, Amazon Japan has signed a deal to exclusively stream a particular block of um of anime TV series it's from uh I don't know how to pronounce this it's it's the word animation backwards i think it's like noidamina something like that but every show that is now under that block for fuji tv is exclusive to amazon prime video in japan Wow, so, like, um, what, for example, would that be? So, okay, so they didn't, they're not, um, moving any of the shows that were previously on this block to, uh, Amazon. So, Mm -hmm. all the others, uh, like, Crunchyroll and Funimation have a lot of shows from that block that aren't going to be moved. But, like, um, going forward, this season, they have exclusive rights in Japan and U.S. to that, um, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress anime, that's like pseudo Attack on Titan. So they have that. They would also have things like if they went backwards, it'd be like Tatami Galaxy, Princess Jellyfish, kind of Eden of the East, sort of. There's a huge number of shows that end up on that. I think Erased is in that block as well. Huh. 
So it's just, so that would be a huge chunk of shows that suddenly are Amazon Prime exclusive. Currently, it's only announced that Japan has this ex- exclusivity sort of thing, but the fact that this Kabaneri show is also going to be exclusive to Amazon Prime Video in US doesn't exactly bode well, because I feel like Amazon doesn't run in that many countries. No, well, Amazon is actually in a lot of countries. The big problem is just, like, once again, they only allow credit cards. Like, that's actually a huge fucking deal for me, personally, because they have a Dutch site, but I can't use it because they don't use any of the things anyone in the Netherlands actually uses to pay online. Oh, yeah, that's right. And plus, you need a Prime account, and you're going to end up with, like, one show a season for $100 a year if you're not using the other benefits of Amazon Prime. Yeah. Which, it just seems like a really weird acquisition, because I also feel like Amazon Prime Video isn't, like, the sort of thing that would be, like, a big deal for streaming. Like, I get Netflix getting exclusive anime, because Netflix is huge. Netflix does so much video stuff, but Amazon is such, like, a... Kind of, it's so much more of a shipping site that it seems weird that they try to focus on their video um, oh, portion of oh, their website. Honestly, the more and more I hear about this, the more it kind of sense like um, sites like Crunchyroll and Funimation don't really think about like their future licensing because it just kind of seems like it gets snacked up when the fuck ever. Yeah, I feel like there are certain studios that have like that always end up at certain um, uh, streaming sites. But otherwise, it's kind of a crapshoot. And I don't know if there's, like, negotiations that would require the kind of money that Amazon has to get that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Because it also turns out, uh, Amazon Prime now has exclusive rights to the newest Kamen Rider series uh, called Kamen Rider Amazons, ironically enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know if they commissioned this, or if this is just, like, a weird coincidence, or... But yeah, this new common Rider, exclusive to Amazon Prime Video, they're really pushing, at least in Japan, this sort of, like, uh, Amazon Prime is going to be a str- uh, an important streaming service. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they really want it to be, but they're really not trying to, like, actually make it more accessible. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be something, like, because with, like, at least with, like, Crunchyroll and Funimation, you can watch things for free with ads. If they start introducing something like that, Mm -hmm. that might be a better option. Like, Netflix, for example, is just great, because it's like, I pay, like, fucking 8 to 12 bucks a month, and oh boy, I can just watch, like, a series whenever. I want to watch Columbo? I can do that. Oh, shit, they just came out with, like, their own original Daredevil show. Yeah, I'm watching that. And with Amazon Prime, it just kind of seems like you have to go through so many hoops to find that. Yeah, it's it's not well-optimized, and it's there need to be changes if I think they want to make this a bigger deal. Then, on the last bit of acquisition... Uh, Viz has plans to stream the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 anime, and also the rest of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime, which they have acquired. Which means that it's going to be on Hulu, and it might be exclusive because Viz Media is kind of like um, that. Which is unfortunate for all non-US yeah. fans. Uh, fun fact, by the way, if you're, uh, 
Like, even if you use a uh, proxy, like, I use a proxy in Chrome to uh, be able to access American sites like Funimation, does not work for Hulu. So... <laughs> Yeah, Hulu is, like, way locked down, and the problem with that is, I, like, especially with, um, other things they've got, like, especially with One Punch Man, it was, ve- it's very difficult to find another streaming service for it. Like, you have to go through Daisuke, which I think is, has, like, weirder, like, sort of connections in Japan to, like, different TV sites, but this JoJo's thing, given that it's always been on Crunchyroll... I don't know if it's going to be on there specifically for Europe, but otherwise it's locked down yeah, for the rest of the world. Yeah, that seems kind of annoying. Yeah, they haven't announced if it's exclusive yet, but Viz Media tends to be pretty um, stingy, I feel, in that way, as far as the uh, the things that they own. Because I feel like they have like the redub of the original Sailor Moon uncut, and they have that Hulu exclusive, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Here's hoping for uh, not that, honestly. Oh, and that's all the news I had. That was some hot news, Chorps. Lots of ups, lots of downs, and predominantly stuff that happened not at the beginning of the season, so I don't feel super dated. But now let's get to the part that everyone's excited for. Where we talk about the anime we're going to watch and the anime we're not going right. to watch. This season. Anime, we're not gonna watch all of them. So, Alright, thank you. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> Alright, so, uh, as, as always, we're gonna start and we're gonna kinda do it in tiers. So this first one, we have our A list. These are the shows we're really interested in and have high hopes yeah. for. So first up, we have one of, I think, the most requested anime adaptations maybe of all time. And that is the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney anime. Which, the fact that it's getting an animation, I feel like would be kind of the best parts of all the parts of the game. Because you can skip out on a lot of the blindly wandering around trying to figure out what evidence to pr- oh, provide Oh no, there's gonna be an entire episode like that. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure, but you don't have to worry about you fumbling around trying to figure out everything. I'm sure Phoenix Wright will just know where to go all the time. Uh, I, you won't have to actually solve any of the puzzles, so the court cases probably will go a little more smoothly than your yeah. average gameplay. And... I think everything's going to sync up a lot better because while the game does a lot of stuff with kind of like big reactions and stuff, the anime I feel like can have an even better use of that because it doesn't have to worry about like input and loading and things like that. So it'll be a prime experience. Uh, Here's a little future friend fun fact. I fucking love Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright. I fucking love it. I have really high hopes for it. Um... I did watch a trailer of this one, actually. I think this is the only anime I watched a trailer of. And animation doesn't look that great, so I'm kind of worried. It feels very stiff, but also, I, as far as I understand, in Japan, it's a lot more of a very, like, straightforward sort of procedural. Like, I, I think a lot of the humor came from its localization. I don't really know about that. Like it, I'm, 
I'm not positive about that, but I feel like that's what I've like, heard. I don't really know about that, mostly because it kind of feels like the like reactions to it are very over the top, and like Phoenix is very much presented as kind of a straight man. I mean, it's still in the game. F- yeah, it, uh, kind of a goofball. It's still in the but, game yeah, files. Like that dude. time a man gets so mad at him, he just throws his toupee at Phoenix's face, and it just kind of sticks there. Yeah, or the time Phoenix Wright owns someone so hard that their, like, pompadour, like, disintegrates, and they go bald. And so I feel like parts of that will be there, and I don't know, I just don't know about how, like, the script is going to turn out. But yeah, the, um, the animation is a little stiff, and the colors seem very washed out, to a degree, like, very flat, kind of, like, not Mm -hmm. dynamic. So, but it also only shows bits from, like, the first case, which is probably the most, like, grounded one, so I don't know if things are going to change as things go on later, if it's going to be more, like, fluid and animated and maybe not quite yeah. as stiff. I kind of hope just, like, they spend one season per game, because that seems like the best way to do it, honestly. Yeah, as from what I recall, there are at least rumors that it's going to cover multiple games, so it'll probably have multiple seasons. Since, mm-hmm. you know, five cases seems like a pretty good, like, pacing for you know, 12, 13 episodes. Yeah, like, especially because, holy sh- those cases can go on long. Like, actually, when I heard about this, I decided to start replaying those games, because it's been a few years, and, mm-hmm. like, the fucking fifth case in the first game is so long. <laughs> yeah, like, since trials are max three days, I assume it would more or less be, like, a day an episode. Yeah. Because a lot of the early ones, it's like, oh, it happens one, two days, and then you get the final two, and it's like three and I feel like that kind of balances it out enough that you could have a pretty, um, a pretty well-paced story for all of these. Mm-hmm. So it should be, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, but I know that this is one of those things that I think a lot of people have clamored for because it's sort of the perfect game to have an anime of. Well, I don't necessarily know about that because it is very much a game that's kind of long-winded and just talking. Mm, I guess so, but I I think a lot of that might be cut down through the use of animation. Just, like, get to the important bits. You don't have to have Phoenix Wright throwing his badge at everyone to prove that he's a lawyer kind of thing. No, you have to. (laughs) I will not accept anything else, Chorps. I wonder if they're going to leave in some of, like, the, the, like, mistakes that you can make. Like, some of the accidents during the, uh... During the um, the cases, because, like, they did the live-action movie, and I feel like that did a good job of balancing all of that together. But really, it just focuses on some of the goofier parts, like uh, like when Phoenix Wright has to cross-examine animals or inanimate objects. Like, that uh, sort of thing. Wasn't the movie mostly just focusing on, like, the Von Karma case, though? It has a couple cases before that that it does focus on, and then it really pushes the Von Karma case. Alright. I mean, I don't blame him, because that's honestly, that's the fucking best case in the series, probably. Yeah, they're going to give a lot of attention to that, but it's it's just one of those things I think works is going to work well in animation from a okay. game. Okay, so here, I'm going to put this out here. Funkamra will be forced by Noria Wakamoto. Oh man, that'd be great. That would be yeah. so good. Oh, here's Here's hoping, honestly. But it's... It's almost exactly like his M. Bison voice. <laughs> no, that seems about right. 
All right, next up on our list, we have a Joker game, which is uh, being done by Production IG. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, Joker game is interesting. It is a spy thriller sort of series set pre-World War II in Japan. Mm-hmm. Which I feel is like, is not a setting that's exactly explored a lot. Um, like, I, particularly if you go with like spy sort of thrillers, I feel like Japan is definitely not one of the locations that you focus on. Well, I mean, it's also just kind of, from what I get, are kind of a setting, like, and that's not explored a lot, because you're kind of going to have to get into some stuff that's, like, overall, like, nationally a sore point. Right. Okay, yeah, because we're, we're talking, like, like, maybe two years before World War Two, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that's kind of when the country is mostly... Like, under a bunch of, like, super hawkish conservative types. Like, right. that's mostly the government. And it's it's based on, a like, a legit book, so it's almost James Bond-esque, from what it seems. Like, maybe not quite as silly, but it's, like, it's about this team of operatives for, you know, the Japanese military that, like, conduct missions for domestic and foreign, like, espionage. And assassinations and stuff. Oh, which seem, right. It seems like a very interesting concept, and the trailer for it makes it look very, like, if nothing else, really well detailed. It kind of, like, knows the time. Like, they, I think in the um, preview, they even show, like, very propaganda-esque sort of, like, pre-World War II military figures. Mm-hmm. So it knows the setting that it's going for and kind of revels in it in a bit. Like, it knows it can't avoid those things, so it makes it a a part of the series as a whole. Yeah, I think that's probably a good way to handle that. Honestly, I'm kind of curious if, like, this is going to be one continuous story, or if it's going to be, like, a, like episodic, like some kind of Mission Impossible kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, that would be interesting, because they could easily go with a bigger plot, but they could also do... They could honestly mix the two in that it could be, like, there's a bigger thing going on as they do these singular missions. I mean, probably. I I don't know a lot about a lot of the animes besides the ones uh, I'm familiar with through other media and JoJo, so I guess we'll just kind of have to see. Yeah, but it looks very... it looks good, is yeah. really the thing the that fact- makes it me interested in it. The fact that it's based off an actual novel and of a uh, light novel kind of, for me, at least gives it an air of legitimacy that it's not just going to end up <laughs> right. being some weird titty thing. Right. Which would be weird given the setting and the overall tone of everything, because it looks very dark and serious. L- Listen, buddy, at this point, I expect every anime to become a titty anime to drop of a hat. Oh, no. But I can't blame you. Um, next up, you've got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, highly anticipated, uh, follow-up to the two seasons of Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. Which, uh, Part 3 was announced by the time that Parts 1 and 2 were over, but Part 4 kind of was in a limbo. We didn't know if it was going to be made. I mean, especially, especially since part four 
is only the most popular part because it's Araki's favorite. <laughs> like, as far as I understand, in, in like, public, in, the, in, like, the public eye, it's not, like, as well-respected as a part, but Araki just loves it and keeps pushing shit out for it. I mean, so, <laughs> like, I watched part three, and I thought it was fine, but it kind of seems weird that it's so well-regarded. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But I think it's definitely well-regarded because it's the start of what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure eventually became. Mm -hmm. But, like, from everything I've heard about Part 4, the Part 4 just sounds way fucking better and great. Yeah, Part 4 is a very much, like, slice-of-life sort of JoJo's. There's, like, realistically, the the main plot doesn't happen until more or less the very end. And otherwise, it's, like, Josuke and friends just kind of fucking around and occasionally it's like, Oops, we ran into a stand user. Isn't literally just Persona 4, but sometimes they fight against ghosts with their own ghosts? It is very Persona 4-esque, yes. That it's, it's, it's a lot of just, like, hanging out and making friends, and occasionally you have to beat the shit out of someone on a motorcycle or whatever. Good, it sounds great. I can't wait. I fucking love me some JoJo's. I wonder if it's going to get the same treatment as part three or something, where it ends up with like 50-something episodes. Because it definitely has more content than JoJo's, but or like part three. But because it doesn't pertain to a grander plot, I don't know if they're going to try to cut anything. Yeah. Because, like, uh, spo spoilers for one of the, like, minor arcs. There's a part where they run into a baby who has a stand that makes the baby invisible. And it's just Josuke and um, Joseph, like, trying to deal with this baby and get it back to its, you know, get it back to its mom who's screaming to figure out where it went. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's yeah. funny, and it's, like, a, an entertaining, like, episode but would they cut that for the sake of what, however many episodes they have is kind of my question. Um, like, generally, I guess it will be kind of like how Part 3 was. If it just runs long, like, towards the end, it's probably going to be, like, two episodes. Yeah, maybe. And so, hopefully, I, I hope that they they get the same sort of chance to do all of the story arcs from Part 4, just because mm -hmm. a lot of them are very wacky and silly and give this very more lighthearted tone to JoJo's, which I think sometimes does it better. Just yeah. because they get to have fun with sort of these wacky-ass stand powers. And the characters really get to shine because there's a much larger main cast that I feel is also generally more interesting than Part 3's. Honestly, from what I heard, it sounds like the actual main cast is like Axie diverse personality wise, like they have an actual personality. Yeah, but the ma and the main per the main personality that a lot of them share are they're huge fucking dorks. Yeah, but like a big problem with part three is that honestly, like Afto and Kakuyo just kind of had no personality whatsoever. It's still very like Fist of the North Star esque, where everyone's just kind of mad and wants to punch. Yeah, and that's great. I love that shit. But then with part four, we have a lot goofier characters because they're all in, like, high school doing high school things instead of having to, like, travel across the world to beat up a vampire. Oh, I'm sure they'll still be very mad and punch each other, though. Oh, all the time. Oh. One thing that's a little weird about part four, though, 
is its art style. Because, like, it's, it's, it is definitely more shoujo, a little more, like, feminine, kind of like the end of part four, as Araki, like, has a weird change to his style halfway through part four. But it all, but, like, in general, it feels not quite like Araki's style. It feels almost fan art-ish. Maybe. From, like, the promo material that they've given. I, I think in general it's also just that, like, from the way I get her, like, you'll see with anime they finish episodes, like, very late the finishing touches. That... Yeah, but they've had, but, like, they've had a lot of time to produce, like, these character designs and stuff, and the ones they've given seem very not a Rocky, I guess. Um, I think what they might just be trying to do is, like, kind of bridge, like, early part four and late part four art styles together. Maybe. And also, there's kind of a problem with, um, like, a lot of Iraqi stuff, especially, like, later stuff, kind of has the thing that it doesn't really work well in animation, precisely because a lot of it hinges on, like, the re- really detailed shading and such. Yeah. And it breaks a bit of that as it goes on and gets a little more feminine in his style, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Still, I'm really excited for it, because part four... Probably one of the best in the series, thanks to its sweet cast, and basically just thanks to its sweet cast, honestly. Yeah. And so here's hoping for a good adaptation that gets all the time it needs. Also, isn't just Hulu exclusive? Oh, please no. (laughs) (laughs) Anything but. And then last up on Very Interested, uh, so far all of these have been ones we'll both be watching. This one... I'm only going to be watching because I donate to the Kickstarter for it. Uh, Under the Dog, which is like this sci-fi, like dystopia sort of like anime short that was, has switched through multiple production companies since its start and is finally getting released this season digitally. And it's just, it was one of those things is like the first sort of like, hi, I'm trying to make an animated feature via Kickstarter sort of projects. And there have been a couple since after that, but I guess just the fact that this was the first one is like, oh, I want to support this because I hope more things get produced this way. Because mm-hmm. then they don't have to go through, like, you know, kind of the all the different, like, politics that come with getting anime produced. Yeah, I think also just in general, like, I have no fucking idea what this under the duck stuff is, but I think also just in general, like, if people can honestly, like, just like, crowdfunds and, like, just kind of do their own stuff, maybe they won't have to do so much, like, gross titty anime to pander to otaku only. Yeah, I feel like if you can find the audience you're looking for, you don't have to have that same sort of pandering to it. Yeah. But, yeah, it just seems, it's it's very, like, action, sci-fi, sort of, like, dystopia fighting kind of stuff, and... From, like, the previews and everything that they gave, it looks really nice, and I'm just excited that maybe I was part of a Kickstarter that doesn't suck. Because <laughs> that's a huge gamble, because you don't know at the beginning exactly how things are going to turn out at the end. Like, when Under the Dog is like, hey, uh, we had creative differences, and we had to switch out directors and production companies, that's fucking terrifying. But then they released a trailer afterwards that's like, no, we're still, you know, we still look just as good as we did at the start. It's like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Because you could run into, uh, like, 
not to like call out, but like the Mighty Number no. Nine thing has been delayed for like a full year now, kind of. Oh thing. yeah, and, no, and it's it had, doesn't like, four delays and like, and definitely up. like huge stylistic changes since it first came out. So it's kind of like everything is a huge gamble, and I really hope that this proves that this sort of thing is profitable in a way and can, you know, like maybe change some of the dynamics that come with sort of anime production. All right. So next we got the B list. Um, first off, some more shows that me and Future Friend are watching. First, we have Moyoiga, which we talked about a little bit before is the yeah. crowdfunding one, but it is a original drama series about uh, 30 young people who take a bus tour to a elusive village in the middle of nowhere where apparently they can lead a utopian existence free of the world's obstacles. Or at least that's the rumors surrounding it. And so everyone in this bus has like their own goals with finding this utopia. And there's apparently some darker truth going on between the secrets of this village. Like, the, the description for it ends with, What is the truth of this village facing the 30 people? You can't miss even one episode! Like, <laughs> like it, it, it literally gives you the minimal amount of information and is like, You want to know what else? Watch it. Kind of thing. Which is like a little dickish, but I mean... I feel like... That's sort of, if with a sort of, like, drama mystery series, that's really the only way you can go? Oh, like, this is a series in which these people are gonna murder each other. Alright, like, there's gonna be some kind of murder thing, or there's some gonna be some kind of, like, horror elements for sure. But like, I guess it's like, how that sort of thing develops is what's what people are looking for. Like, I'm fucking savvy enough to know 30 people, that's way too many. Like, there's <laughs> gonna be some motherfucker who gets murdered, and then they're gonna get all paranoid, and they're gonna, like, go, Ah, to get in the utopian village, you gotta murder the others. So I'm looking forward to animate that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like the bus crashes and half of them already are dead, and then they have to deal with the rest of the 15. Yeah, and it's like, or Jason Voorhees comes, and one of them starts punching Jason Voorhees, and then, oh, it's just a mess. Jason Voorhees <laughs> just punches his head off, and then they go to Manhattan, but it's already, like, it's already 90 minutes into the movie, and this movie is called Jason Takes Manhattan. Why did it take so long to get to Manhattan? And, and I think the biggest thing about it that makes it tough to judge whether or not it's going to be good or not is it's an original series. <clears throat> which means there's no there's no context with which to say oh you know people liked the you know the original thing it's based off of or anything we're mm -hmm. completely in the dark about what it might be because the preview video just introduces all the characters and then doesn't have anything like content wise so it's really hard to say what's going to happen with it but i am interested enough in the concepts to give it the try Oh, the concept is interesting, and, like, honestly, if, if it's either gonna be, like, some murder mystery or, like, a fucking, like, battle royale thing, I'm just kind of curious about if they're gonna focus on, like, the characters themselves, because that's the kind of shit I usually like. Yeah, because you have to focus on characters to some degree if you're gonna do that, because you have to have, you have to care about the characters as they die, or, you know, as mm -hmm. they have to kill. Uh, it's It's done by a studio that predominantly has uh only handled like 
light novel adaptations, which I wonder if how much of a gamble this is for them to like make money and stuff. Because so much of it is like very pandery. You said you said light novel adaptation, so I am very skeptical now if they've got like good enough writers for something like this. Well, the thing is, like, I I feel like adapting something is going to be different than writing an original series, and the cast seems diverse enough that it's not going to be like, oh, some guy's surrounded by twenty nine women that all want to bang him, kind of thing. Nah, every day of my life, brother. But that's another reason it's like kind of skeptical but it still gives off enough like good vibes that I'm interested in seeing it through, at yeah. least for a while. I mean, let's just wait until the um, health show or end show, whatever. Yeah, Which one of those two? We'll find out. Uh, the other shows we have on this list that we're both watching, uh, first we have Kumamiko, uh, Girl Meets Bear, which right. uh, looks like a very cute series basically about a middle school student who serves as a shrine maiden and hangs out with a talking bear friend that she has made in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And one day she's like, oh, I want to go to school in the city. And the bear's like, uh, that's dangerous. I'm going to set up several trials for you to solve in order to see if you're ready for the human world, as it were. Which seems like a very cutesy, sort of like fun idea for a series. And I, that, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like in a lot of ways, if you can make kind of like slice of life sort of activities cute and interesting, that's really the best you can do with it. Um, I kind of have this on my B list as in sort of interested mostly because it's a uh, comedy and like anime comedies tend to be very hit and miss. Yeah, I feel like comedy is such a huge genre that it's hard to tell what kind it's going to be. Because a lot of it focuses on very, like, over-the-top sort of reactions, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that can go, you know, that can go in multiple directions depending on the source of the comedy. Yeah. And I feel like with Slice of Life stuff, it's going to be very kind of, like, taking, you know, very basic sort of, like, simple sort of uh, situations and then trying to, like, push them to the point of absurdity. Which can work, can not, but again, the from everything I've seen of like the the previews, it looks like it it has a good idea of what it is, in that I it mean, is about a girl and a bear hanging out. I mean, I'm I kind of hope it's good. I kind of hope it's not because I don't want to watch too much anime. <laughs> <laughs> but, I get that. Um, yeah, we'll just mostly see, like I said, comedy, especially in anime, is very hit or miss, and this could very well just be another Statue Boys. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but, uh, Statue Boys. Alright, next up, uh, we have Flying Witch. Flying Witch being another sort of, like, it looks like a very, like, down-to-earth, slice-of-life sort of comedy series, but maybe... Not quite, it doesn't seem quite in the same way that, like, a, like, Girl Meets Bear does. It doesn't seem very over the top. It definitely seems very relaxed with how it wants to present itself. Like I said, my same kind of things lie here. It's an anime comedy, so it might be hit, it might be missed, so that's why it's on my maybe list. And it's, it seems like a, it, it is a magic series that I, that from what it, from what, how it reads and what it looks like isn't like, 
you know, like Harry Potter-esque or very like anime, it seems very like traditional. Mm-hmm. Almost like, I don't know, <sighs> Sabrina and the Teenage Witch-esque in how it presents itself, like very like low low level sort of magic like oh they fly on brooms and can do very simple tasks it's not like <laughs> oh i can shoot 40 fireballs from my nose or whatever just for some reason the cat like half the time gets replaced with a shitty puppet <laughs> every time it has to talk it very clearly becomes a muppet that they filmed <laughs> on a green screen but i feel like i really enjoy sort of the low key sort of comedies like your barakamons kind of thing like, where they they take, like, a very, like, country sort of setting and basically just show the lives of people as they try to find ways to entertain themselves. So I, I have I have hopes for this. Plus, JC Staff is pretty good at animating, and it looks like a very, like, cute style. Oh, it looks, like, really pretty. I'm actually kind of surprised, like, learning it was, like, a shown anime, because it actually looks like a pretty, like... <laughs> I wouldn't say realistic, but pretty close, like, to an uh, anatomy, you know? Yeah, it seems very much like they they kept close to, like, whatever pictures they took for their, um, for, like, their scouting. Mm-hmm. And that's always appreciated. Uh, next up, we have Big Order, which I'm going to start up right away. Future friend, if you want to enjoy anime, I suggest you stay away from Big Order. <laughs> Oh my, is this a titty anime? No, but it is the kind of shonen anime that has plot developments that you would be very uh, mad about. And it's one of those things that I was really excited having read the first, like, six chapters of it. And the, the, the farther I got along, the more it's, like, vaguely uncomfortable. And not because it's, like, titty, but just, like, the developments are very, like, questionable and kind of gross in their own way, but it's just the sort of thing I know that you're not going to like Future Friend. Alright, I I mean, I guess I just have, like, only 12,000 animes to watch instead of 12,001. <laughs> well, thank God. But, um, to, to give an idea of what Big Order is, it's, uh, if you know what Future Diary is, it is JoJo's for the audience of Future Diary. If you don't know what it is, it is JoJo's for, like, a young teen audience that's really into Edge. Oh, boy. It's the main character gotta kill someone, it's like, oh, man, I'm so sad about this. <laughs> no, he tries really hard not to kill anyone. Like, the concept... <laughs> the concept, I think, is cool, and unfortunately, it is written by the guy who did Future Diary, which I really liked as, like, a young teen, and I don't want to ever go back because I know I would hate it. Probably. Um, it's It's a very specific sort of, like, exploitative horror movie schlock to Future Diary, and it feels like he's trying to do the same thing with a very, like, action setting and it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, if it's, like, honestly, the kind of exploitative horror movie schlock I only like is, like, shitty slasher movies where Jason Voorhees, like, fucking uses a power glove. That shit's great. Um, yeah, and I get that. And, like, um, I feel like Future Diary hits that better for being more of a horror series, and this doesn't. Uh, but it's a, I think it's a cool concept, because it's basically just, um, a uh, like, a kid gets this wish, and his wish is that he wants to be a hero. And so what ends up happening is, basically for, like, a split second, the entirety of the world kind of crumbles, causing, like, billions of people to die, 
and like thousands of people on the earth that are still alive are given basically stands. And then it becomes like a quest for world domination between these multiple factions of stand users, which is neat. I really wish it was better uh, as a series. Honestly, I just, I just noticed that with a lot of animes where like, just like, kind of sticking around because of the concept is usually a bad idea because, like, a lot of animes have great concepts but then are just really bad. Yeah, I, like, I at the, at the start when I was, like, reading it's like, oh, I'm really into this and as farther as I got it's like, I think I'm honestly going to drop this as well as I suggest you do. Yeah. But it's disappointing. It's disappointing. But this list was made before I had gotten that far, so that's why it's in this list. Uh, drop it down to not interested, maybe poo-poo garbage. <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, next up in sort of interested, uh, we're now down to shows I'm watching. To start off, the second season of Concrete Revolution. Um, Concrete Revolution being a show from two seasons ago. That's about kind of the evolution of superheroes in like a, in a very like, uh, metropolitan sort of setting and, you know, the, the development of these characters. And unfortunately, it hurt itself by doing this sort of like non-standard storytelling with like how it skips around like time. Cause like it'll be like they do the first half of an episode in what is considered current time. And then they show us in the future where like, everyone's, um, everyone's alliances have changed and, like, the dynamics of the world are so different and they don't give the connecting piece to that to make it, like, interesting. Yeah, it seems like it's a very unnatural way of storytelling. Like, instead of, like, showcasing the way the dynamics, like, um, kind of fuck up and become different between the characters, like, it just kind of, like, flops around. Like, it does that but, well a couple episodes. Like, there are a couple episodes where it really does, like, the back and forth well, but predominantly it's just confusing. Honestly, like, you could probably do something like that by just starting up in the future for, like, I don't know, half an episode, an episode, and then just kind of, like, going back to the past and showing how everything happens. Yeah, but, and I think that would have worked better for this, but season two is basically the, um, the point that connects the future parts and the present parts of what was season one. Oh, wait, like, it's not even connected in, like, the first season? That sounds fucking dumb. <laughs> like, there's... A lot of it is, like, the plots of each episode are sort of connected to the actions that they take in the two time periods. But the end of season one basically gives the character motivations that define the future parts. Mm -hmm. And season two is now the period of time in between the present parts and the future. I I came out of the first season very, like, questionable if I'm going to, if I was going to continue a second season. I want to give it a shot for, like, an episode, maybe two, to see if it can pull me back in. Because I really mm -hmm. liked the action, and I liked the art and everything about it, but the story just was, like, a huge, a huge disappointment, and I'm just hoping for something better out of season two. Then I also have um, Macross Delta on here. Uh, Macross being like a combination, like, space battle, pseudo-mecha idol anime. Wow, that sounds fucking hot garbage. 
um, Macross has like a pretty, a pretty decent history of anime, though. Like a lot of people regard it pretty well, and it's not like super high concept, sort of like Gundam esque. It's a mm-hmm. lot more like uh, giant robots versus like f- space fighter jets. Yeah, no, no, I've heard of Macross before, but um, I'm not much of a giant robot guy. Like, I think the only giant robot anime I've ever enjoyed was G Gundam because it didn't really deal with like the drama of being inside a giant robot, but it was about a man punching several racist stereotypes, and and sometimes in a robot. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> The reason I'm interested in Macross is because I, you basically can't watch any of the other Macross series online. Uh, I don't think anyone has the rights to them what, for streaming. What? So, so it's a it's a concept that's always kind of been interesting, but I've never had the chance to actually like look into it. Because like I'm not big into giant robots either, but I feel like if done well, watching giant robots punch the shit out of each other could be cool. I mean, yeah, like, if it's a fun series of just giant robots punching the shit out of each other, then I'm all for it, but, it- like, uh, the way you said idol immediately was already like, yeah, this is this is something I don't want, because the idol industry fucking creeps the hell out of me. As far as I understand it, it is giant robots powered by the pure essence of idols. Oh, yeah, the pure essence. Of course, of course. Like they sing to make the robots move or whatever. I just want to know what Macross is, and I've never had the chance to. So I'm hoping Macross Delta can tell me whether or not I should go back and look at any other things. Is basically what I'm hoping for out of it. But yeah, it's it could easily be bad. It could be all the bad elements of all the things that it is. But I hope it's not. I also put some other things on Sort of Interested because these are basically all my backup shows for if other things turn out bad. Yeah. Here we got Beyblade Burst. We got New yeah. Beyblade, uh, starring maybe the best-named anime character in a children's series in a while, uh, Bart Owie. Yeah, Bart. Like good old Bart. Is good old Bart. Bart. Plate. And apparently, like, the new gimmick is that these Beyblades can, like, destroy other people's Beyblades. I mean, like, abs- does, like absolute destruction or something. That doesn't sound like a gimmick. That just sounds like real life blade blades. Those pieces of shit like broke down so fast. Well, yeah, but this is anime breaking because all the Beyblades also have like weird ancient spirits in them. I feel like I never actually watched a lot of Beyblade, but I feel like that's what kept happening. Is there were like magical creatures inside all I... the Beyblades that powered them. I'm very confused that Beyblade, like, is still a thing, because I remembered one point in my childhood, like, it was just replaced by Beatemon. Huh. But apparently Beyblade's still here, like, where's it been? <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, so Beyblade for a while existed and kept getting anime, and then they switched to Bay Wheels, which is like a Beyblade, but they're turned the other way and they're just wheels that go through, like, hoops and stuff and do tricks, and I guess beat each other up also. Yeah, but it kind of just seemed like, after a certain point, I think, like, after the second series, like, they stopped getting, like, shown in the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, and now I guess this is... I don't know how well Bay Wheels did, but I'm assuming since this is back to regular Beyblade, it did not do that well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's one of those things, like, Digimon got a revival out of nowhere, and this feels kind of similar. 
I mean, so, who knows? Digimon I can kind of get since it's been like, what, 15, 20 years, and like, that's the prime age for like somebody to go, you guys remember Digimon? That sure was cool, wasn't it? I, yeah, I guess to a degree, and I guess Beyblades still are sold, so this is just a way to be like, hey, more Beyblades for you to buy. But also, isn't Digimon, like, the new Digimon thing, like, exclusively to, like, feel to nostalgia? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have any nostalgia to Digimon, so I don't know. I do, but I didn't watch the new one, because I I realized that keeping my nostalgia the way it is, probably a good idea. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. I, I hear differing things. I hear, like, the first one was not particularly good and kind of nostalgia-heavy, and the second one was, like, pretty good, actually. I don't know. Uh, maybe this is the right place to start with Beyblade. If I run out of... If I decide to drop other shows. If I ever just want to die, like, I'll watch right. all of Beyblades. Well, here's the thing. All the rest of Beyblades are already on Crunchyroll. I could watch all of it. Oh, shit, you're right. Well, fuck this podcast. It's time to turn it into a Beyblade podcast. Welcome to Chocolate Disaster. Each week we'll watch more Beyblade and talk about it and die. Okay, so then next up uh, on this list, I have Bungo Stray Dogs. Uh-huh. Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs is about literary figures that also suddenly have, like, shonen magic powers, and they all work together in, like, a detective agency to fight crime or something. So, and like, basically, the way you're describing this plot to me means it's either gonna be fucking great, or it's gonna be really shitty. There will right. be no- there will be no middle ground with this, like, I already know this. Yeah, like, and so, like, um... You you have a, a lot of them are like Japanese characters that maybe you don't recognize. The biggest one probably would be like Ronpo Etagawa, since he got that series, uh, the Ronpo Katan series earlier. Uh, that sort of sounds... like mystery kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's like, like based off like uh, basically the Japanese Sherlock Holmes novels, right? Yeah, kind of like uh, Edgar Allan Poe mystery esque. Yeah, but yeah, so. He's one of the, like, supporting characters, and a lot of the others are, like, big, uh, Japanese, like, novel characters. So, the whole thing... So, here's the thing I want to happen in, like, Mongo Straight Dogs, before you go on about okay. opinions. I want them, at one point, to meet Perot, just because I want there to be, like, a very fat man with, a like, a pencil mustache. Like, that <laughs> will be great, if you ask me. <laughs> So, like, a uh, friend of the show, uh, f one of my friends of the show, is like, Bungo Stray Dogs is hot garbage, but uh, Jordan, Jordan, our beloved ambassador of anime to Spain, bless his heart, uh, says, actually, Bungo Stray Dogs is good. So I'm at, I'm at one-to-one, -one, and so that gives me enough leeway that I'm like, eh, I I'll wait to see what other people say about it. I mean, if you want my opinion, it's it's worth at least giving him, like, one episode. Like like I said, it will either be fucking good, or it will be fucking hot garbage. It will just be shit. Yeah, so here's here's hoping for a good... It already got announced that it's going to have a second season uh, in fall. So it's going to have a break, and then it's going to have another season in fall. So if it's good, look forward to 24 episodes of it. Then, uh, also on here, we have, uh, Boku no Hero Academia, which mm -hmm. has just been, like, 
getting huge amounts of support. First of all, Funimation got exclusive rights to stream it and also all merchandising for it in the U.S., I mean, that's probably smart. I see, like, everyone fucking posting that one frog lady. That's gonna sell millions. And so, My Hero Academia, um, basically just about, like, superhero school, and has been, like, regarded in a lot of ways as, like, basically a successor to the big three, just given how huge it is. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of people say also it's been consistently good this whole time, which I guess not like the big three. Yeah, like, that's one thing I'm really curious about, because um, I'm not a big fan of shonen anime for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of it is kind of, well, you know, it's made for teens, so I think it's kind of, like, juvenile in a way that rubs me wrong. Yeah, and, I get that. Uh, um, so I'm really curious if it's, like, actually as good as people say it is. Yeah, I like the character designs and all of it, like, the art style oh. looks really neat. Yeah, I really like the art style. Uh, there's there's a really great character who's just an invisible woman, <laughs> and like they they did they did like those character like three sixty turnaround things, and for her it's literally just like a schoolgirl uniform <laughs> with no legs or arms or head or anything. It's great, <laughs> but um, like all all the characters just seem like distinct and interesting in that way, and the cast seems small enough that it doesn't run into like. The Naruto problem of, like, being about school people, it seems like, yeah. for the most part, the cast is cut down to, like, ten characters? Okay, so here's one weird thing. Like, the guy with the Apollo Justice hair is supposed to kind of be, like, Superman, the superhero everyone looks up to, right? Right. Why is he drawn, like, fucking all the time, like, he's fucking Thanos ready to go murder an entire planet? Like, what's that? I don't know, but he's the symbol of peace. What the- this guy looks like a fucking Fissa and Northstar villain who's going to just fucking, like, take Ken's guts out. Also, I like that all of their superpowers are called quirks. So it's like, oh, what's this guy's quirk? Oh, explosions. <laughs> huh, but yeah, it, it could be good, could be also bad. Yeah, uh, I, I have high hopes for it, but it's also one of those things, like, I, I want to be more interested in it, but for some reason, like, it just doesn't, like, speak to me in the same way that, like, the garbage I watch speaks to me. So maybe I'll give it an episode and see if it in emotion changes my mind. I mean, uh, I like superheroes. Like, you know me, I'm a big old American comic book nerd. Uh, right. So for me, like, I could be pretty into this, but I just gotta give it a shot, you know? Yeah. It's got a weird, like, diaper baby looking dude. <laughs> okay, then I'm out of here. <laughs> no, it's, he's he's got like he's got like a like a dumb weird sort of afro, and then his outfit looks like he's just got like a huge, like either he put like a bowl of ramen as his pants, or it's like just a weird metal diaper. Bless his heart. Bless you, Urian. <laughs> but um, and then I think last on here. Uh, Future Card Buddy Fight DDD is coming Fucking out. Fucking please, Chorps, you have so much time. No, I no, these are things I'm not watching. But all right, good. Uh, so here's the hot tip: I really like Future Card Buddy Fight because it's fucking, it's so dumb. It's basically just like a way dumber than Jukio, but also it's Jukio pro- if it didn't take itself seriously at all. Yeah. Uh, the problem is though, uh, there's just it so airs, much like every week. Yeah, there's just so much of it. I have missed an entire, like, 50-episode season of it, so I cannot justify watching 
triple D, but Future Card Buddy Fight Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives seems like it'll be a grand old time if you've kept up with Future Card Buddy Fight. It's so... I love it. I just... I kind of just love Future Card Buddy Fight's, like, brand of being the fucking dumb soul. It's like... There's a part where the main character gets, like, called out for having such incredible luck that he draws everything he needs. He just laughs in the dude's face and then walks off. There is just a monster. It was just called up like ogre, and all he does is like say ogre, and he gets summoned every episode. So every episode, I just look forward to this man saying ogre. The dub is really good. There's a twelve-year-old jetpack cop. It's great. There's a guy with literally bananas for hair. He literally pulls off part of his hair, and it's a banana. He raps all the time, and he's got a demon with him, like the fucking Named demon Asmodeus. Of like, yeah. <laughs> It's fucking incredible. I f- oh my god. Uh, we should watch more ca- Future Card Buddy Fly Trips. One day. But like, so I'm sitting at, basically, Boku no Hero Academia and Bungo Stray Dogs are my backup anime for if I find the time to actually watch other shows. Yeah. Because um, I could use stupid action all the time. Um, my main ones on the B list are probably gonna be, uh, Mayoka, Bungo Straight Dogs, and uh, Boku no Hero Academia. Okay. And, like, the rest is just gonna be, well, uh, my backups are mostly just gonna be, uh, Go Meets Bear and Flying Witch. Yeah, alright. So now we get to the, we get to our C tier, our maybe, maybe nots, so we'll go through these a bit faster. First up, uh, Panda Piece. Uh, it's about four girls who make bread at school. Uh, it's like Kaon, but with bread. Uh, it could also be a gross titty thing like the other things that seem to be Kaon, but X. Um, so that's, that's why it's on here and not anywhere else. Because, uh, also Jordan at one point said he read the four-panel mo- manga that it's based on. It's like, this definitely looks like it's made by, like, an ex-hentai artist. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I don't want to stick my nose in that. Excuse me, the description is the cute and soft bread for Pango Manga. <laughs> You're right. It is cute and soft, apparently. Yeah, that definitely sounds like some skeevy porno shit right there. Especially with how bad, like, a lot of the food anime recently have been. You know? Yeah. Like, you have your, uh, you have your gourmet girl graffitis, your shokugeki no somas, things like that, that very, like, uh, gross erotic eating. Honestly, like, even if this wasn't, like, some kind of, like, gross erotic eating shit, like, fucking watching an entire anime about, like, high schoolers making bread sounds like the biggest waste of time humanity has ever put into something. I bet it's gonna be a short series. Oh, it probably is. It's still gonna be the biggest waste of time humanity has collectively done. Please, we haven't gotten to the, we haven't gotten to the bad part of the the list yet. So next up, we have uh, Sosei no Onmyoji, or uh, Twin Star Exorcists. Uh, I, I realize, reading through this again, that it's supposed to be... This should probably be in the in the garbage tier. But it's basically, oh, this dude definitely doesn't want to be an exorcist. But then it turns out that he's fated to marry this girl who is an exorcist. And he just basically doesn't want either of those things. You kind of have to, like, be a priest to be an exorcist, like a Catholic one? I don't- look, I don't know how these supernatural shows are. I mean, look, realism isn't important. Haven't you ever seen Helsing? 
I guess you're right. Actually, Helsing is kind of accurate to vampire rules, if I remember correctly. Uh, it probably is, but it's also fucking Helsing. I'm no right. longer 14, so why would I give a <laughs> shit about Helsing? So much edge. Vampires versus Nazis. Man, I fucking... I kind of still have... Somewhere within my heart, there is still kind of like a soft spot for Helsing in a way, so I will never <laughs> want to watch it again. Uh, good. Next up, we have um, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, which is done by the the entire staff of the Attack on Titan uh, anime with the writer from Code Geass, and it is basically just more Attack on Titan, but not by that guy. Wow, that sounds like an anime that's like pretty much mass marketed to be like really popular, but also just shitty. And the thing about it is, uh, I found this weird because you'd expect them to be taking more time to actually prepare Attack on Titan Season 2, which is happening this year. Mm -hmm. But hey, I mean, like, I feel like as a concept, Attack on Titan is not a bad one, because it's basically just people fighting insurmountable odds in the form of giant things, right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't have to be terrible. This is more kind of, like, zombie-esque in its development, but still very Attack on Titan. Honestly, the way I see it, like, I think Attack on Titan's popularity is kind of, like, dying down, and I think they're realizing that, so they're kind of just milking all that shit for what it's worth. Yeah, and I- but still, like, I feel like you could do something interesting with that same concept, also without an author that's maybe so into, like, uh, denying war crimes. So, I- I feel like this could be interesting, unfortunately, it's exclusive to Amazon Prime. Um... So, other people are going to have to find a different way to look into it. But it could it could be good. That's why it's on the maybe, maybe not. I mean, like, there's no way to know. The animation's, a, like, a little weird, but still it has a concept that might be worthwhile. At least mm -hmm. as, like, a dumb action thing. Like, you know? That's kind of how I see a lot of it. It's like, this seems like it could be good, but given that what, like, material it's based off of, it could easily also just, like not reach, you know, not reach the heights it could. Yeah. Next up, we have um, Kyokai no Rine, uh, second season, which is by, if I remember correctly, the author of um, Roroni Kenshin? Isn't this... Like, this kind of reminds me of, like, Ranma one half's like, art style. Isn't that it? It might be that's the Ranma one half person, but um, let me look real quick. Uh, it's Mumiko Takahashi. Inuyasha! That's the one. Yeah, and no, Rama that's one Rama half. one and a half. Yeah, and yeah. Rama one and a half. So, and it, Man, and it, whatever happened to fucking her, like going from Rama one and a half to Inuyasha. And then this. And this feels like a, a combination of maybe both those things. Because it's very much about, like, uh, a Shinigami who comes to, you know, comes to the real world and kind of, like, interacts with these high schoolers, but also has his job. Mm -hmm. It's it's very, very, like, classic sort of anime. Yeah. Like, it feels like uh, Rumiko Takahashi, like, kind of hasn't changed since then, and there's, like, a sort of, like, there's a sort of endearing quality to that. Because, like, while those shows weren't great, like, they definitely don't have any, like, the weird grossness that a lot of current shows might. Mm -hmm. So seeing something that's so, like, abashedly, like, 
you know, classical anime is kind of charming. But also it's a second season, and I think the first one was also like 25 episodes, so catching up at this point seems unlikely. But it seems like it's a neat thing to exist. Then we have, um, Tanaka-kun wa Itsumo Ketoruge, which, slice of life school comedy, uh, about a dude who basically just kind of, uh, hangs out on his own, doesn't like interact with other people, and someone who just will not, uh, like, shut the fuck up talking to him. Which is a decent enough, like, duo comedy thing, but a school slice of life, like, really has to have something that draws me in for me to be interested, and nothing Almost, about it seems to, really, like, stand out. kind of just school slice of life comedy, because that's, like, fucking, there's, like, four of those, like, every season, and none of them seem to be good. Yeah, there's, there needs to, I, for me, it's like, there needs to be something that specifically, like, stands out about it, and it just doesn't have that sort of thing to it. Uh, following up more school slice of life, uh, Sancho Sanyo, uh, it's about a club of people that hang out, basically. That's it. Okay, uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, that, it's literally it. It just, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know, six, seven girls hang out. That's it. Okay. Next up, we have on this list, Usakame. I'm having to look these up because this is so, oh right, that's the spinoff of TQ. Do what you the like- fuck is TQ? TQ is an anime that is funded on literally hundreds of yen to produce every season and has gotten new seasons constantly. It's on, like, season seven or eight. Um, it is about a club of people who play tennis, except not really because they basically never play tennis, and it is animated like you would see, like, uh, like little characters on popsicle sticks or, like, maybe, uh, like a Flash cartoon from the 2000s. And it's just tremendously popular, apparently. Or at least popular well, enough to get multiple seasons, given that it's made with, like, zero money. Ah, uh, man, finally, it's time for, like, four anime girls to just tween in place. Basically. And so, uh, Usakame is a spinoff based on a rival tennis club that is also airing. So, I mean, great. I'm glad that for people who like TQ, there is more TQ. Bless their souls. They're being pandered to so hard. Next up, Bakuan. Bakuan is high school slice of life, except they're in a motorcycle driving club. And like, it looks, it looks a little too titty for me, but I feel like the juxtaposition of cute girls doing cute things and like, legitimate like, motorcycling is like, a decent enough gimmick to give it interest. But also, I like, a lot of them wear, like, the weird, like, tight biking suits, and it's uncomfortable. Like, I just kind of wished, like, they would just fucking make, like, one of those uh, cute girls doing cute things animes, like, uh, but only with the house angels. It's just, a, like, four fucking middle-aged bearded dudes who have a beer cut just hanging out. <laughs> or just give... Or just do the cute girls cute, doing cute things, but they all have the personalities of Hell's Angels. Like, <laughs> just make it so that it's like a huge juxtaposition sort of thing. And maybe cute more Cute girls doing cute heroin! <laughs> no! Or like, um, oh, what's that, what's that terrible movie with the four middle-aged dudes deciding to become bikers? Roadhogs! It could be like uh, Roadhogs, but with, with like high school girls. <laughs> Next up, um, the Sailor Moon Crystal Deathbusters, 
uh, new season of Sailor Moon Crystal, which apparently something was learned in between the disaster that was Sailor Moon Crystal and now, because the art style looks a lot better, and not quite as, like, weird and kind of off pose all the time. And also, uh, Death Busters is, like, the arc that everyone likes out of the original Sailor Moon. Um... So, you know, know what? If it, if it's, if it's better, thank God, but, uh, I probably won't touch it. Sailor Moon like, Crystal was just, like, such a disaster. I don't like Sailor Moon in general, but I actually kinda, like, really like that old art style. And I gotta be honest here, the manga art style just looks fucking disgusting, no matter how you shine it up. The, the, the new season is, like, a mixture between the two, and it looks a lot better. It does not, like, push itself so hard to being, like, the manga style. It's not quite as, like, goofy as the original, but it's also just not as, like, pristine as, like, the the de- the crystal one was. Mm-hmm. So, it... I feel like they finally found their balance. Thank God, Toei. It took, only took you two seasons. But, uh... Like, yeah, if, if it's, like, a massive improvement, maybe I'll look into it, but, uh... Crystal was just such a... such a mess. Next up, we have Sakamoto Desuga, which, uh, is, it's a comedy series about a guy at school who's literally just the best at everything. Like, it, basically, he just constantly tries to- Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking at summary here, and let me just read out the first line. First year high school student Sakamoto isn't just cool, he's the coolest. The coolest. So basically, it's about this guy who starts up at a school and, like, all the girls want to fuck him, and, like, they're just dudes who idolize him. And then people want to, like, bully the shit out of him to, like, knock him down a couple pegs, and he just fucking, like, wrecks their wrecks their shit. And, like, gets to look even cooler. I read the first chapter of it, and it's things like, you know, they, like, steal his desk so that he can't sit anywhere. So then it's like, oh, you don't have anywhere to sit, Sakamoto? And it's like, it's fine. I'll just sit on the window ledge. I get better, you know, I get a better view that way. And he looks really cool, and all the girls fawn over him. And it's like, well, shit, the bully's fucked up. And I feel like that could be funny, but I don't know how you stretch that out for a series. Like, I feel like at some point you run into the point where you make the same jokes over and over with, like, this kid can't be bullied sort of thing. He's just too cool for that. (laughs) It's too cool for getting his ass kicked. Or it's like he's sitting in a chair and someone tries to pull it out from under him and he continues to sit in his sitting position, like, perfectly still, as if nothing happened. Like, you can do that for a little bit, but if you're going to make it a full series, it seems like that's way too... That's way too short-sighted of a gimmick to continue. You know what I mean? He gets his head dunked in the toilet, but the toilet turns out to be a hot girl and starts making out with him. Right, and also it's filled with shampoo. <laughs> but, like, it just seems like one of those things that you you really have to be careful with how far you push it. And a whole series seems like too much of that one gimmick. Probably. So if you're interested in the concept, maybe you just watch an episode and then stop. I don't know. Uh, next one's just called Unhappy with a little, uh, <laughs> a little, um, music note at the end of it. Yeah, that's definitely what I feel like when watching anime. Uh, it's about four girls who hang out at high school. Uh, who gives a shit? Next. The, the only, the, the, the gimmick is that they all have shitty luck. And then, uh, last one on this list, Ushinotora, second season. Another sort of, like, Rene-esque, like, very classic sort of, like, shonen anime. 
about a uh, uh, demon fighter and his sweet demon beast friend. And it is the uh, it is the finale to what was originally like a twenty six episode uh, run. And this is, this like finishes the manga. And this is like the second time Ushino Tour has been on TV. And they're actually mm-hmm. going to finish it this time, unlike last time. All right. Which I mean, like, it, I do appreciate that there is something for like classic shonen fans. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to go that hard on like the very like classic sort of style, thank God. Like, thank honestly, God there's something I'm, there. I'm actually like talking about classic shonen. I'm actually kind of surprised that, especially with the Sato Moon remake. Like, nobody's, like, ogling a Fist of North Star remake yet. Yeah, it seems weird, because I feel like that's always been a huge... Because the only thing Fist of North Star's had in a while is that parody series that they did two, three seasons ago? Yeah, and then it's also kind of like, watching the old Fist of North Star, like, anime, it's alright, especially for something from the 70s, but... There's, like, a lot of filler, and, like, the animation is just literally t- three frames. It's just three frames per second. Like, imagine if they they got, like, Madhouse to do Fist of the North Star again. Oh, just, man, like, that'd be so Just, huge disgusting good. punches all the time. That'd be so, like, fucking... Like, I guess one big problem with it would just be that, like, with current anime TV, you can, like, show all the gore and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how well, like... Punching a guy in the stomach so hard that a hole opens up and then his head explodes would go over in today's anime climate. I guess not, but on the other hand, I would fucking, I would get the Blu-rays for those, like, because that shit fucking owns, like, I'm sorry, like, sometimes I just need something that's a bunch of, like, bad fucking over-the-top gore and Fist North Star is that shit. <laughs> but yeah, so... That's all those. Now we're down to uh, not interested. Again, we're going to skip through these really quick. First up, Ucha Patrol, Luluko. Uh, it looks cute, but it's by Studio Triggers, so I don't trust it. <laughs> that's that's 100% all it is. It's about this girl who I think falls in love with someone, and she works in, like, space or something. Like, she works as Space Patrol, like a space cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Kage- Kagewanai Show. Which is, like, this weird sort of, like, pseudo-realistic, like, Lovecraftian horror series kind of thing. Like, like the dude investigates these very, like, grotesque horrors going on in the world. Which could be neat, but, uh, they're all... First of all, it's a short series, so I don't know how well that translates. And the art style has never looked particularly, like, interesting to me. Uh, I'm, I'm not really into the grotesque, so... Yeah. There's that. I don't know, like... It could be cool, really, maybe. But. Like, I don't really like animated body, body horror stuff, because uh-huh. I don't think, like, it's very imaginative. And a huge thing about Lovecrafting horror is also, like, is, like the monsters are just unimaginable, and yeah. I kind of feel like looking at the art here, it looks a bit too, like, traditional, like, body horror stuff for that. Yeah, I can get that. Uh, next up, uh, I, I have this one still on the list, but actually it's been cancelled indefinitely. Uh, Shingeki no Bahamut, uh, Manorio Friends is, so, uh, Shingeki no Bahamut came out a, co- a year ago or so and was, like, widely popular. So they made this, they were gonna do this spinoff, and for some reason it was just cancelled indefinitely. So, uh, not interested because it doesn't exist. Continuing mm. on. Uh, there's a, 
there's another adaptation of Gundam Unicorn coming out. Uh, from what I understand, they cover this based on like a series of novels, uh, based on the Gundam universe, like the expanded universe or whatever. It's like Star Wars that way. But yeah. uh, from what I understand, they already did a series of movies that covered the entire thing. So this TV series maybe is just an update of that. It does say it's a TV edit of the OVA series, which are they actually going to reanimate it or are they just showing us the same shit over? Who knows? I, I'm not interested in Gundam. Next up, uh, Kaido Joker third season. Uh, Kaido Joker is a thing that's been running for a while and I believe is in canon with Detective Conan. I'm not interested. Yeah, but with the fucking... Can you believe Detective Conan still exists? Oh, I totally can. Like, that shit will never die. Like, the motherfucking otter will be rotting in the ground for, like, hundreds of years, and Detective Conan will solve his fucking 30,000 murder. (laughs) It's... I think they said it's only been a year since the... It's only been, like, a year since the manga started, like, storyline-wise? So that means there's, like, three murders every day. He's seen at least one murder a day. Like, holy shit. Detective Conan's life sucks so much. I cannot believe the shit he puts up with. Uh, next up, 12 Sai Chika na Mune no Tokimeki. It's about a sixth grade girl basically dealing with her worries about puberty and first love. Anyways, continuing on. Uh, actually, before we continue on, I want to say I'm looking at uh, the promo art for it, and those eyes look fucking disgusting. They're huge shoujo eyes on tiny shoujo heads. Um, it does not look gross. It's like, it's like, oh, it accidentally sees her teacher kissing and wonders what it's like to be in love. So it seems like a very innocent series, but also... Uh, the art style just disgusts me. Anyway, continue Next on. Next up. Sason Cerberus. It's based on, I guess, a mobile game, and it's a fantasy action magic sort of thing. Uh, whatever. It looks painfully generic. Kind of like the other mobile game series thing coming out, Divine Gate, right now. Oh, don't worry, the Puzzles and Dragons anime will solve all that. It's not the season yet, you can't- the spoilers! (laughs) (laughs) Next up, uh, Kuro Mukuro. Uh, it's a mecha thing, uh, and it does nothing to differentiate itself from other mecha series. Oh, no, wait, it's about a samurai piloting a mecha series, so maybe he'll use his katana to slice up the other the other robots. You Saigon, you idiot! Anyways, next up, uh, I- Haifuri. Haifuri looks, uh, vaguely nationalistic in Moe, which is a weird combo. <laughs> I phrase about like a, a, a weird, like alternate Japanese future where most of Japan has been flooded and now is under seas. And so they have to like push more like naval school stuff. And so it's about these two girls who go to Naval Academy to become protectors of New Japan. Oh, well, yeah, that sounds nationalistic as hell. I have, I have no fucking need to watch both Moe and right wingers just wanking off onto the screen. God, could you imagine, though? Don't, actually. That's bad. Next up, uh, Maji. Magi? I, I never, I'm never sure with, like, the Japanese pronunciation of this particular thing. But, uh, Magi is about, like, the, the story of, like, the uh, Arabian Nights, but as an anime? This one is, in fact, about the Sinbad. Not the oh, comedian. Man. 
Are you sure? Maybe he's forced by Sinbad to comedian. Oh man, that would be so great. But no, about the other Sinbad. Which, I mean, like, I don't know, that seems kind of cool, but I don't know. Maji has never been a series that seemed particularly interesting. Maybe in part be- because of the huge booby genie lady. Uh, yeah, all I know about Magi is that they somehow get away with just showing bare fucking titties on screen. Yeah, impressive. Like, geez, Jotaro can't even smoke without being sensitive, but there's just a bare fucking titty. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up, the kid, more Cardfight Vanguard? Gee, just, just more of it. You like Cardfight Vanguard? There's more. Just watch fucking Body Fight instead. It's it's the way better card series. Yeah, like Cardfight Vanguard. If you if you like the concept of card game anime, but don't like the over the top antics, Cardfight Vanguard is what you want. Cardfight Vanguard is for people who want to watch a a card game show that is entirely grounded in realism. <laughs> That sounds like the most boring thing. There would just be an entire episode about just getting, like, the judge to argue about the rules with you. And then a guy going around taking pictures next to the butt cracks of everyone at this tournament. No, that's the most exciting episode. (laughs) That would be if they did a magic anime. Oh, man. Anyway, next one. So next up we have uh, Endride, which is... Based on a mixed media project, which always is like a weird feeling, because I feel like a lot of those start as animes and try to spread out later. But it's, it seems very much like just a, a a very like shonen sort of battle series, and so eh. the art style isn't particularly like interesting or anything. And there are better fighty shows coming out this season, from what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather wait for one of those. Then we have ReZero Kara Hachimeru Isekai Seikatsu, which, as you can tell, is based off of a light novel. But, uh, as far as I understand, it's, uh, it's basically just Edge of Tomorrow as an anime, which Edge of Tomorrow was based off a different series with a similar concept, so I don't know how many layers this goes. Like, that's the thing I know as an anime. There are a lot of, like, fucking just outright rip-offs of other, like, uh, IDs. Yeah, because this is basically about someone who basically constantly has to relive the same days after he's murdered. Mm-hmm. He can rewind time and only he's the one who remembers it, so he has to constantly try to save this cast of characters, which could be interesting. Uh, light novels worry me constantly, and this one in particular seems like it's basically he's just saving hot ladies. So oh, uh, I'll pass. Did you have something to say? No. Okay, it sounded like you were saying something. I have something something to say about the last anime in a not interested list. Uh, It's called Shonen Mates, and I think the title should tell you enough about why we're not interested. It's about a boy who's a maid to his uncle and has to wear a maid suit. Uh, Apparently, it's not gross, but I'm not taking that chance. I'm not interested in the concept either, but I'm definitely not making that chance. Then we have the poo-poo garbage. This is oh, stuff boy. we just... With one exception, this is all stuff that we just objectively consider bad for one reason or another. But first, Future Friend is actually watching an anime in this list. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought you were going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, Sort Guy, from everything I'm seeing, 
is gonna be huge poo poo garbage, but it sounds like poo poo garbage that I just wanna watch. Wait a minute, did it get removed? Is Sword Guy no yeah. longer airing? Just a second, did it get pushed back? It's not on this list anymore. Well, wow, oh, it's. Sword Guy has just completely disappeared! <laughs> Oh no! Sword guy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! All right, just a second. This is breaking news. We have to go look up if sword guy still exists. I can't believe it. Did it get canceled? Oh yeah, it says broadcast unknown. They still don't know who's gonna do it. Apparently, so no sword guy anime for you. Oh boy. Well, uh, rest in peace, sword guy. Well, that frees up a space for you to watch something worthwhile. Alright. So, uh, next on the poo poo garbage, uh, we have Asterisk War Season 2. Asterisk War, bad. It's sort out online, but worse somehow. Like, direction wise and art wise, so. Oops! Oh boy! Uh, next up on this list is 100. A hundred is an etchy mecha romance school sci-fi action series. The ultimate school battle action science fiction comedy. You're just saying a bunch of bus words here, Chorps. <laughs> it's about a guy who goes to school and he hangs out with hot titty ladies in mech suits. And probably touches them accidentally. Oops. Aww. Whoops, happened again. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, next up, Super Lovers. Uh, I talked last season about how, um, this boy is a professional wizard is neat because it is a, like, original sort of, like, boys love thing. And when boys love is done well, I'm glad that the sort of, like, representation is there. Like, recognizing that there's an audience beyond, like, weird otaku gross nerds. Mm -hmm. But Super Lovers is bad. Super Lovers is about... A guy who ends up with an adopted brother and they end up falling in love with each other. Don't do that, maybe. No, don't. <laughs> okay, here's a... Here's a hot thing from a man like her, such as myself. Uh, don't fuck your brother. Just don't do not do it. It's, it's not hard. It's not... You just don't have to do it. Yeah, it's like... And, like, the, and I think this is a big issue is, like, a lot of the boys love things that get animes are, like, bad. Like, they're objectively, like, bad material. Like, uh, Junjo Romanica, which is huge. Oh, yeah. But also like, sucks. Oh, yeah, no, like, this is kind of a thing. Like, I don't know if you want to cut this out, but this is kind of a thing why I don't watch a lot of, like, boys love stuff. A lot of it is, like, really fucking rapey, too. Yeah, no, that's a huge thing about Junjo Romanica. And, like... I feel like you can find better boys love. There has to be better boys love stuff just by the fact, you know, there has to be good stuff in there and it can't all just be exactly like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I understand, the one from last season is pretty good despite being like a short series. I um, I want a better representation for other anime consumers. I mean, from the way I get it, it's apparently that boys love is mostly just made for like... A bunch of like weird fucking creepy ladies in Japan, and then if you want like the real stuff, you know, made for and by actual gay people, it's like bara, right? It feels like that a lot, and I wish that there was more of a cross. You know, there was like more. There's less of a divide there. Yeah, like, like I, I never, I never heard of like a fucking 
like, Bara anime or whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever done a Bara thing, so... First of all, maybe some of those, and also maybe find some boys love that isn't weird. Next up, uh, I want to use the English title, because apparently they decided to leave it as English. Uh, which is, and you thought there is never a girl online. It's about a guy who, uh... We don't, the choice, we don't even have to talk about it. I think the title says enough for it. I it really think it does. says enough. You're right. You're right. It's about a guy, there's a girl, they probably accidentally touched boobies. Um, next up, Onigiri. Onigiri is based off of a titty, uh, I think Korean MMO? It might be a Japanese MMO. Not positive. Either way, it's being held by part of Studio Piero, best known for Naruto, so thank god that they're moving on <laughs> with shit like this. This is what they're reduced to after Naruto, is having to make titty <laughs> anime for, left. like, scraps. Uh, next up, Kisnaver. It's by Trigger, and it looks like all the characters are based on basically the edgiest archetypes you could imagine. I am absolutely... It, Trigger makes things that look really good, and then content-wise are hot garbage. And Crunchyroll has uh, some kind of deal with Studio Trigger that they are going to handle every anime they make. So they they got this picked up like a year before it was even announced for when it was going to air. Studio Trigger, please make something good. I want to like your art style and the things you do. I'm sorry, they're ever going to charge. Just give up. They made Little Witch Academia. That's all. That's all I hold on to now. Next up, Terraformar's Revenge. Also picked up by Viz Media, so it's only going to be on Hulu, but that's okay. Because Terraformars is about spacemen fighting weird, racist, cockroach aliens that also kind of look like uh, African-American caricatures. The first season was remarkable only for the fact that they censored the hell out of it by just like covering up huge parts of the screen in black to avoid the gore. But then it turned out later that they just actually didn't want to draw it. So they just so they, so they drew it in later for like the Blu-rays, released that to streaming sites, and removed the cover-up. Then we have Wagamama High Spec, the last one on this list. Uh, it's uh, it's based on a visual novel, and it's full of titty. There you go. That and that's anime. That's that's all the anime airing this season at least from this list that I can thought would make it to the West. Just what sword guy will one day come back, buddy? <laughs> there's, like, there's more on this list, but stuff that I don't assume is going to be picked up, so we didn't focus on that. But that's our list. Honestly, I'm shocked that I found, like, I had to cut down my list originally anyways, because there was, like, there were so many shows I was, like, interested in. So I'm... I am... Excited for this season. A little cautious, because a lot of them are kind of like, maybe, maybe not, not sure really what the content's going to be like. But mm -hmm. enough shows, and I'm like, this seems like a pretty alright season, honestly. It could be alright, it could be alright. Like, I don't know, like, I'm still Plus, like, kind of really pessimistic, but that's just out. anime. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. there's some huge stuff, like, there's the, there's Phoenix Wright, there's Diamond is Unbreakable, there's, um... Uh, uh, My Hero Academia, just like some really big name stuff is coming out this season. And so, if nothing else, it should be interesting to see how all of those are treated amidst everything else. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I do kind of feel like I'll probably drop some of these animes because it's still, like, kind of... Uh, could yeah. be good, could be bad. But, like, we'll see. Like, I'm definitely very excited about um, Phoenix Wright and JoJo. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm very interested in seeing how all of these different shows turn out. Um, here's one thing, though. I really hope they translate the names for Phoenix Wright, because, like, I looked at the summary, and it had the Japanese names, and that just fucked me up. Yeah, I really hope whoever picks this up for streaming decides to, like, run with the, uh, run with the localized names. If they don't localize the humor, fine, but at least the names would be hugely appreciated. Yeah, mostly because the names are also great, like, Manfred from Kara is such a fucking good name. And, like, you have all the pun names that aren't going to work in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be an equivalent to Larry Butts. Like, the best thing about his name is they, they use it in, like, a sweet catchphrase for him. Like, if something smells funny, it's probably the Butts. Like, that's yeah. the coolest shit. But, yeah, that's really the only, like, specific thing I'm like, oh, I really hope this gets localized to hell, is, like, Phoenix Wright, because I feel like the audience for which this is being made is not the audience who really cares about the original, like, sanctity of the Japanese Phoenix Wright. Oh, yeah, no, like, a huge part of, like, Phoenix Wright's, like, charm was just its localization. Yeah, and, like, no one complains about those uh, localizations. What's the big deal with all the other ones? I'm not going to get into this argument anyways. <laughs> um, So, that's all the anime, and uh, as as I said, I'm I'm pretty excited about this season. I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, but it seems like there's a lot more shows on here than I would have expected from you coming back from your long hiatus. Oh, yeah, of course. Just look forward to my burnout next season. Oh, thank God. Hopefully Jordan will be back from Spain by then. <laughs> and before we uh, finish up here, we actually have some fan mail that I'd like to read. It seems like the mm -hmm. fans have been waiting... Uh, a long time for us, especially this one that I forgot to answer uh, a while ago and probably should have gotten back to. So, uh, this one it says, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Disaster, I have made a career of improving some of the greatest fights in anime, but I noticed that a lot of fight scenes in recent anime have been bad, and also awful. There's no rhythm, no pacing, none of the blows have any real weight to them. But my question is, what elements do you think are most important for a great anime fight scene? Yours truly, Goku Stuntman. Well, thank you, first of all, Goku Stuntman, for your hard work on Dragon Ball Z, and for yeah. your question. I would like to thank you for saving the planet many a times. Yes. Well, did he, he must have saved it, because Goku was, wasn't doing all that. Goku was sitting on the sideline drinking a lemonade. I presume was, by the fact he is a He was man. just drinking a beer, like whenever he needed a spirit bomb, he would just need to sit down for a moment and just like pull out a brewski. Right. He, you know, Goku, he was known for constantly carrying around a mini fridge with him. Exactly. Alright, so, um I definitely feel like when it comes to a good fight sequence, the the flow is really important. You have to have enough context to know what's happening at each point in a fight to really feel invested in it. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of the weird sort of, like, cutaways that fights have really hurt the pacing 
of fight sequences. I mean, that's also just a problem with, like, modern-day Hollywood movies a lot of time. Yeah, I feel like this isn't a, a specifically anime thing. I feel like, but in general, it is difficult to find a good pace to fight sequences to make them feel exciting and also, like, there's any weight behind them. Um, it feels in general, like, kind of weird, though, that, like, um, for example, they do stuff like Modern Hollywood, because for Modern Hollywood, it's mostly done because of, uh, time and such, and because, you know, you don't want this actor you invested millions in to actually get hurt. Right, you don't want him to actually get punched in the face. Like, um, with anime, you can literally just fucking do whatever. Yeah, and I feel like that, that is used in the wrong ways a lot of time. Mm -hmm. That sort of freedom. Um, I think in general, like, one of the things I really kind of wish, like, anime fights had a lot more of to be better is, like, for lack of a better term, like, consequences. Because a lot of anime generally is like, ah, this dude gets hit. It's like a fucking fighting game, you know? Like, no one ever really gets hurt until the end of the fight. Yeah. Okay. Like, show someone, like, getting... If someone gets fucked up and hit, like, show them actually, like, feeling being fucked up, you know? Yeah, and I feel like maybe anime that are more dedicated to kind of that brutal sort of thing, like a... Like a Ashida no Jo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, things like that, I feel like, that are more about boxing or actual fighting, probably yeah. play that better. But definitely a lot more of the action ones are about, like, constantly, like, one-upping each other. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of feel like everyone who, uh, like, makes fight scenes in, like, any medium whatsoever uh, needs to check out, like, two kind of action scenes. Um like both have kind of a different t- tone. I'm I'm sure you've probably heard someone say this a lot, but I think one scene like in particular that people need to check out for like kind of what more dark, realistic like action scene is like mm-hmm. the hallway scene from Old Boy. Okay. Which is just a very good like single shot scene. And if you kind of want to go more for like the kung fu kind of more comical style but still like shot really well, um I would personally just go suggest like uh, some of the, um, like, Hong Kong Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, because like those are definitely goofy, but you still feel like all yeah. of them have some kind of weight to them. Like, everything causes some kind of reaction. Yeah. Like, I actually sometimes rewatch this uh, video essay. I think it's from an account called Every Frame of Painting about, like, Jackie Chan, uh, Jackie Chan's, like, action scenes. And they are just really good if you're, like, heavy into that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, really, what it comes down to is there has to be, like, very, maybe not always realistic, but, like, no, actually, realistic is the right word. Some realistic choreography. Like, everything has to feel like it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, and everything also has to just be clear. You kind of have to, like, feel the hit in a way, you know? Yeah. And I feel like some, in some ways, that's not always important to a series if the fighting isn't the focus. But mm-hmm. for a shonen series where so much time is placed into characters fighting each other, that's definitely uh, something that needs to be focused on more. Yeah. So thank you, Goku Stuntman, for this incredible question. We appreciate your hard work and hope to see you more in uh, 
the Dragon Ball Super continuation. I hope you, I hope you finally finish your journey over Snake Way one day, my brother. <laughs> you had to do that in real time. It was really awful. Yeah, jeez. Then we have this one, uh, this new one. Hello, Chaco Disaster and the Future Friend. I wanted to know your thoughts on the recent wave of anime reboots with idols in them, like Aikatsu Stars, the new Macross, last season's Kumugi R, and the upcoming fourth and fifth seasons of Symphogear, as well as Show by Rock Season 2. Idols have always been a low-key part of the anime industry, but the sudden scrambling by every studio to get out an idol show at all costs is really strange. Love the podcast. Goodbye. Well, thank you, Anonymous. Sign your email so I don't know. But, um... This is a question I've spent literally uh, sevens of minutes thinking about previously. This is something that I have thought about before. And I think uh, a lot of it is in part due to the uh, the runaway success that I think the Idol Master anime was. Like, Idol Master as a thing is like a huge multimedia sort of thing between the anime and all the, like very similar video games that they've released that at some point it became like, well, let's try to cash in on some of that, like uh, Love Live and uh, Wake Up Girls and the other like 10 or so like idol sort of anime that came out around that same time. And I feel like this is just an extension of that, especially with Love Live getting hugely popular with its like mobile game and all the concerts and the movies selling like Huge amounts of tickets. Um, well, my opinion is that I hate it. I really do. Uh, the idol industry, like, fucking weirds and creeps me out. It's terrible, yeah. Uh, like, that's one of the reasons why I'm not a big anime fan in general. Like, this weird, like, sexualization of, like, childlike innocence that's... Like the idol industry has, yeah, and especially because just... you know they can't date or anything, and they can't you know they can't uh, have any sort of like relation with someone of the opposite gender in public, like even yeah. anything as innocent as like maybe talking or uh, drinking a coffee. Yeah, and it's that, and the idol industry is also just kind of the fucking yakuza has its hands deep in it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Like, it's an entire industry that's kind of, for the most part, made so the Yakuza can find new girls to fuck. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, but so, like yeah. Uh, I really don't like the adult industry, and just putting more of it in a, um, in, like, essentially a medium that already has a lot of these problems, just, yeah, not the biggest fan of that shit. Yeah, um... I think it it definitely feels like, in a lot of ways, a lot of these are trying to be kind of uh, cash-ins. Though a lot of the ones named are, like, things that either kind of have more long-running, uh, more long-running series, like, uh, like the Macross kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, have a, some kind of strange gimmick to them that makes it so it's not quite about idols, but they still do the huge same kind of, like, CD push that idols do. Yeah. Like, Symphogear is more about, like, girls in, like, battle suits, like, punching meteors away from the earth, but also use, like, a ton of insert songs, because I think they're technically idols. So, I feel like they're also trying to, like, differentiate how they 
present the idol format while still trying to cash in on the success that inevitably comes with the sort of like voice actor culture that goes on in anime. Mm-hmm. Because by putting your name on a thing, if you're a prominent enough voice actor, people will buy just tons of it. Because they want to hear you talk in a lot of ways, you know, like, that's why there's like, the like drama CDs sell so popularly is because it's based on things where people just really like the voice of a particular person or is a that, voice actor and want to support them. Is that why a lot of like, I've kind of noticed the thing with like Japanese voice actors is that they're not really known for their range, but more for their voice itself. Yeah. Like I haven't really, maybe it's because like, um, also, just bear in mind that, like, I admittedly do not know a lot about, like, Japanese actors and such, or at least voice actors, but it always kind of seems like there's no, like, Billy Wests or whatever, like, known in that uh, kind of thing where they're just known for, like, a thousand and one fucking voices they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely seen... There's definitely range to people in uh in Japan. But also, there are definitely characters that get typecast a lot. Yeah. Like, if there are characters that are really good at, like, yelling, they will constantly be given to characters that are very, like, dynamic and loud and kind of, like, active. Oh, like, that one dude with voices like every huge ogre, like, man, must be getting fucking tons of cash. Right. And, like, uh, and so, like, there's this huge voice actor culture that I think sort of plays into idol anime, since they don't have to be idols for this to be true. They just have to be voice actresses that are probably okay with doing a concert of three, or mm-hmm. like a hundred, depending on how popular it is. So, it's... The idol thing, like, I don't want to, like, support the idol industry more than it is, but I feel like it is branching out and becoming a different sort of cash grab more recently. I don't know. It's it's interesting how big this sort of thing has gotten to make, like, fake idol groups. Anyway, I'm saying anime is good. Yeah, uh, you know what? Anime good. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the sound of my gavel. Uh, and, we, uh, court is uh, we give anime the verdict good. <laughs> Not guilty. Not good, but we'll be hanged by Dom. Uh, this section of the show has been sponsored by Phoenix Wright. Uh, play the games, maybe. They're great. Check out this new anime wherever it turns up. Oh. Well, that was fun. Yeah. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for the winter 2015-2016 season review show, where we talk about the animes we suck with, the animes we didn't stick with them, and why. Yeah. See you then. See ya.